This is a real experience that I had during missionary service in Los Angeles, California, back in 2010. I feel like a lot of Latter-day Saint missionaries have similar experiences, but I don't hear them often, mostly because the people I know don't really like to talk about them. I know this is a little long, but it was consecutive days that things happened. Sorry about that. I had been a missionary living in LA for about six to eight months at the time these experiences occurred. And to this day, I haven't been able to come up with logical explanations for what happened. So, to paint the picture a little bit better, I'll give you a little bit of context. As a missionary, you get called to serve in an area assigned to you by church leaders and it can be anywhere in the world. My particular calling was in LA, and I was to work mainly in the Spanish-speaking communities. You live and work with a partner or your companion, and you serve and visit families and individuals in your assigned area. During this time, I was assigned to an area which was just west of downtown LA, near Koreatown. While you are a missionary, you live in housing paid for by the church, so you don't get to choose your apartment or the area in which you live. At the time, my companion and I were in a little one-bedroom apartment in a small complex. We had just moved out of our old apartment and into this new complex. As missionaries, you don't really spend too much time in your apartment since you're out at appointments with people that you are teaching and visiting for pretty much the whole day up until about 9 or 9.30 at night. Our apartment was tucked into a corner with another apartment and the neighboring family always had their door open. I noticed as we were moving stuff in that they had a lot, and I mean a lot, of porcelain statues of Virgin Mary. Some had candles around them and others were placed in makeshift altars after spending a lot of time with many different Hispanic families from all over Central and South America, this was something I was accustomed to seeing. It's very common in Hispanic culture, and many believe that these figurines and altars will help make their house more holy and keep out any bad spirits. Although thinking back on it, they had way more than any other house that I had visited, and that was just what was able to be seen in the living room when the front door was open. The first night we slept in the apartment, things seemed pretty normal. I don't really sleep well. I'm pretty sure I have a mild case of insomnia. It takes me a while to fall asleep, and when I do, I'm never asleep for very long. I always seem to wake up around 2 or 3 in the morning, no matter how tired I am. This night was no different. I woke up and I remember that I was pretty cold, but we had a window unit that we had turned on before bed, so I blamed it on that. The bedroom was a decent sized bedroom. There were two twin beds, almost like a dorm room, and then two small dressers. The beds were underneath a window that was higher up and about half the length of the wall. They faced a closet 
which was basically these two huge mirror slider doors that went from floor to ceiling and went the length of the wall. These closet doors were pretty sturdy and took a little bit of effort to open. The next day we got up, made breakfast, and headed out for the day. This day started the first string of weird coincidences that ultimately led to more. We began by visiting a young family that lived with their mom in an old apartment complex. This family consisted of a single mom, her son, probably in his mid-twenties, her daughter and her daughter's husband, and their baby daughter. We started chatting and engaging in normal small talk. And then randomly, the son said, Hey, did I ever show you guys that picture on my phone that I found? We told him no. And then he proceeded to tell us a story about a picture he had taken of his baby niece in her high chair in the kitchen. He told us he was just scrolling through his pictures on his phone a couple of days earlier. When he came across this picture of his niece and noticed something in the corner of the picture that he hadn't seen when he took the photo. He said he had been feeling uneasy in the house and that he kept hearing weird things but never really knew for sure what was going on so he never really thought much about it. When he was looking at the picture he noticed there was a figure of a girl standing in the corner of the kitchen and he said it was a ghost that he thinks had been hunting the whole family for the past couple of months. I was pretty skeptical and asked if he still had the picture and he eagerly pulled it up and handed me the phone. This was the first time in my life that I had ever seen a picture like this. She was standing there behind the niece in the high chair just looking at the camera. She was young, maybe in her teens, with jet black hair to her shoulders. She had what looked like a satchel over her shoulder, and her eyes were just black, completely black. She was wearing a modest white dress with sleeves to her elbows, and her mouth was barely open as if she was about to speak, and she was completely transparent. It was weird. He told us stories of the things that had been happening in the house. There were only two bedrooms in the little apartment, so he shared a room with his sister and brother-in-law and their daughter. He recounted that at night he would feel the room get cold and he would wake up and feel a weight on his chest that made it hard to breathe. As soon as the weight was lifted, he would look around the room and nobody else would be awake but he knew that someone was watching him. One night in particular, the brother-in-law woke up and felt that there was someone in the room with them. He sat up and saw a shadow leaning over the baby's crib, and when he tried to get out of bed to get to his baby, he instantly became paralyzed and couldn't move to go get it. We got home around 9 o'clock that night, I woke up at 1.30 a.m. I was freezing cold. We didn't even turn our window unit on before bed that night because we had left our window open while we were gone. After about five minutes, I get that feeling like I wasn't the only one awake and figured my companion had woken up and rolled over 
or something since it was so cold in our room. I looked over to see and he was still asleep and hadn't moved. I rolled over again and closed my eyes. I start to doze off then had weird dreams about that picture and the ghost girl. I remember I kept half waking up and remembering feeling like people were watching me sleep. The next day was pretty normal, except for dinner. As a missionary, you usually try to eat dinner with people who are members of your congregation that you attend. That way, you can spend time with the members and get to know them and serve them and their families. And sometimes, they have friends or family that want to know more about our church that they refer you to. Plus, it's always nice to get a home-cooked meal from someone else. This particular night, we were eating dinner with a single mom and her three young kids. She lived in a very, very small studio apartment stuffed with two twin beds and a small kitchen table. She was originally from Guatemala, and when she moved to the States, she moved into this building to get her and her kids off of the streets. It was an ancient building. It was big, had like six floors, and was in constant need of maintenance. The elevators never worked, so you always had to take the stairs. And there were roaches everywhere. Half of the apartments were vacant, including the apartment next to hers, and also the one directly above hers. I remember we were getting ready to leave and head back home for the night. When she closed the door, stepped outside of the apartment, and told us she needed our help. She then proceeded to ask us what we thought about Ghost. She started to talk to us about these noises she had been hearing in the apartments next to her and above her. She said that there was nobody living in those apartments, but she recently had heard voices through her walls from the apartment next to her that were asking for her kids by name. She went and knocked on the door, but obviously nobody answered since there was nobody living there. But she heard laughing and little footsteps like someone was running around in there. On another occasion, she said that she heard tapping on the ceiling. She thought it was nothing until the tapping became more like pounding and got louder and louder. She said she felt very afraid and told us, Me senti mal, which means she felt bad, like a very negative and scary feeling. She hit the ceiling with her broom handle, but it just got louder and louder and went on for a couple of minutes and then just stopped. You could see it in her face that she was terrified and worried, especially since whatever it was knew her kids' names. We spoke with her a little longer, then said a special prayer with her to bless her house, and then left. I don't really remember much of that bike ride home. I just remember I was thinking about the previous two days and the weird stories these people were telling me. As we were getting ready for bed, I remember my companion closed the gigantic mirror closet doors when I was heading to the bathroom to brush my teeth. I was super tired. I think I fell asleep first that night, which was a rare occurrence. But without fail, 2 o'clock a.m. arrives, 
and my eyes are wide open. I was so sleepy, which is different than when I usually wake up in the middle of the night. Most of the time I wake up almost wide awake, so this time was like something woke me up. I was freezing again. I was rolled over on my side facing the wall and tried to close my eyes to sleep again when I heard a faint squeaking noise. It went for a second, then stopped. Like whatever it was realized it was making noise, then waited for a minute to make sure I didn't wake anyone up, then kept going. It sounded like somebody was willing something across a floor or opening a window. I rolled over slowly after the noise stopped, expecting to see my companion at his dresser grabbing something or coming in from the bathroom. But he was still sound asleep, facing the other wall. I stared at him for a second, then rolled back over and stopped mid-roll as I noticed a closet door was open about a foot. I stared at the big mirror door for a good 15 seconds trying to remember if he had closed the door before we went to bed. And I was sure that he did. I figured that maybe he had gotten up or opened it after I fell asleep. And I managed to close my eyes and get some more sleep. During breakfast the next morning, my companion came in the kitchen and asked me if I had opened the closet door during the night. I told him no that I thought he was the one that opened it. He looked at me kind of weird, almost like he was trying to figure out if I was messing with him or not. I didn't really think much of it either, and for some reason, didn't tell him anything about the weird noise I had heard. We went to met up with another set of missionaries that were in a nearby area, because that day, we were going on what we called splits. Splits are basically when you trade companions for 24 hours. You either stay in your area and work with a missionary from another area, or you go to another missionary's area and work there with his companion, and then you switch back the following day. I was assigned to stay in our area and work with a missionary that I had worked with before, so I was pretty excited about it since we were buddies. Come dinner time, we met a lady from our congregation at her house for some homemade carne asada burritos and pico de gallo. We got there and she gave us our food, and then she told us about a friend she had that lived across town who was a widow. She told us that her friend was having a really hard time being in her house alone because there were spirits that were tormenting her. She told us that the woman lives in this big house by herself and hasn't slept in over a week because when she sleeps, these spirits try to attack her. She said that the woman has had things thrown at her. She's been scratched and had her hair pulled and had all sorts of other stuff that has been going on and that she couldn't afford to move or go anywhere else. We got back to the apartment and got ready for bed. I remember that the whole time I was getting ready, I felt like there were other people in our apartment other than the two of us. I didn't tell my new companion anything about the stories from the previous two days, nor did I tell him about the noise I heard the night before 
and my other companion's questions about our closet doors. He didn't seem to notice anything weird about our apartment, or at least he didn't say anything, and just hopped in bed. I remember that night, I personally made sure that the closet doors were all the way shut. 2.45 a.m. I woke up and checked my alarm clock. Sometimes I wake up just to roll over, and I can fall back asleep pretty quickly if I'm lucky. I remember as I rolled over, I thought I saw that the closet door was open about a foot. I ended up falling back asleep. 3.30 a.m., I opened my eyes and stared at my alarm clock. I remember I was on my side facing the wall, and it was freezing cold again. I remember this time when I woke up, I was wide awake. Not groggy, not that weird half-sleep thing where it's hard to open your eyes. I was completely awake and alert. I remember feeling immediately on edge, like someone was watching me, just waiting for me to move. I remember feeling the hair on my body stand up. I sat there motionless for a good 10 minutes, waiting for the feeling to go away. But it didn't. It just kept getting more and more intense. I was still lying on my side. Then I started to feel what felt like really cold fingers slide under my comforter by my neck. They grabbed my blanket and I could feel the knuckles of the fingers on my neck and shoulder as they started to pull my covers down off of my body. Slowly, my comforter was going from my neck to my shoulders, to my elbow, and then to my waist, and then one big tug, and they were thrown down past my knees and off the foot of the bed. I was frozen and had closed my eyes. I couldn't talk, and I couldn't yell to my companion for help. I sat there for what felt like forever and just kept feeling little gusts of air across my body, almost like someone or something was breathing on me. Every now and then, it felt like it would lightly scratch me or lightly run its finger along my arm. Eventually it stopped, and I told myself that on the count of three, I was going to turn over and look. I turned over and looked all around the room. Nothing. It was silent. My companion was sound asleep facing the other wall and his covers were totally fine. He looked untouched and clearly hadn't been awake since we went to bed. I did notice, however, that the closet door was open about three feet. Not all the way open, but more than it was before. Without a doubt, whatever had been coming into my room at night was coming from there. The feeling that something was watching me never went away. I never told my original companion what had happened, and weird enough, once he came back, nothing happened again. I don't know why I never told him what happened, and I don't know if I ever will. Since I've returned from my missionary service, I have had other experiences as well. If there are any other people that have had experiences while serving your mission, 
I'd love to hear about them. Also, is it normal to have like three days of people telling you about paranormal stuff or small incidences before something happens to you? Has that happened to anyone else? Anybody have any ideas on what was coming out of my closet those few days? I've never really looked much into it, but I'd love to hear what you guys think. This happened around 14 years ago, and my sister swears that it's truly what she saw. My sister and I used to share the same bedroom. We had our study desk in the bedroom as well, and we would sometimes stay up late for some last minute exam cramming. So, I decided to go to bed that one night and turned off the bedroom light, whilst my sister sat at her desk studying with her desk lamp on. After maybe an hour or so of studying, she happened to look back at my bed and saw a woman with long black hair sitting on my bed, thinking it was me. I had long black hair too. She asked, I thought you went to bed. Why are you sitting there? And almost immediately, she saw my body on my bed, sleeping still. She was really spooked by this and walked out of the room. Thanks a lot, sis, for leaving me in there with that woman. When she was brave enough to return to our room, the woman was gone. She only told me about this incident the next day. I'm almost positive that my workplace is haunted. Here's a little background. I've worked in this store for about three years now. It's kind of an odd setup as we have two separate buildings. One used to be a house, the other a former barn. Right now, we only use the first floor of the house as retail space, as the upstairs is pretty trashed. This house was built in 1887, and I'm not sure when the barn was built. The house is where most of the encounters I've had have taken place. Same for my co-workers. Here's a chronological order of some encounters. About a month after I started working here, we'd have people ask if upstairs was for rent as an apartment. Nothing really uncommon here, as that's pretty standard to have apartments above stores. There's one specific section of two windows that people say they would see someone walk by or stand at. I finally decided to ask the manager why so many people ask about it, being the curious 16-year-old I was. He would go on to tell me a story of his own experience. About four months before, when he was leaving the store late after setting the store up and putting a lot of product out, right near the two windows previously mentioned, there is an emergency exit sign that gives off a somewhat strong red light. He swears on his life that he saw someone standing looking at his car from the section of the windows to the point where he went inside and started yelling, Get the fuck out of the store before I call the cops! He waited around giving it a few minutes hoping whoever it was would come downstairs. No one came. He went around the whole upstairs and found no one. 
He then did what anyone else would do. Lock the door and get the hell out of there. This encounter was firsthand for me. I was working with two other guys in the house. We all hang around the register when no one's in the store, as we can see both the front and the back door, and be able to hear them open if we're not paying direct attention. We were all doing our own thing, folding shirts, counting the register, using our phones. Anyways, we hear someone walking around, but no one heard or saw anyone come in the store. We looked around and saw no one. As we were walking back to the register area, we all see what looked like a taller man walk by quickly. We all tried to laugh it off. As the night goes on, we hear a loud thud upstairs. We freak the fuck out and decide there's only one thing we can do. Lock the store, get whatever we can to potentially defend ourselves, and head upstairs. We got upstairs to find a mannequin about 10 feet away from all the rest of the pile of mannequins. This one had a pretty sizable dent on its side and the foam on the underside of it looked like it was just broken as the tones were different and looked fresh. We didn't end up finding anything up there. But from that day on, we did everything we could to work in the barn instead of the house. I recently noticed there's what looks like a grave out on the front right side of the building, which I think is the reasoning for these two encounters along with about a dozen other minor ones.